A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had a thrilling birthday spread. You won't believe it. Went down to the wire. Uh, we spoke to Francis Leach, the Aussie uh, sports broadcaster, about VAR over there and how it works. And we had a bit of a conversation about various things. I think that's about right, isn't it? It's all there. Was there anything else, John, that you thought no, we should make the yeah, cut? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Uh, yeah, you said there in the intro that we're duty-bound to talk about the cricket. Are we duty-bound to reflect briefly on the Crystal Palace Manchester United game? Can we can well, we forget very it briefly. completely? The fog wasn't thick enough, well, was it? Really? That's someone what, tweeted what we really needed. Someone tweeted me with a question going by by blanketing Selhurst Park in thick fog. Uh, do we have definitive proof that he really is a benevolent god? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just was. It did. It did feel like that. It was a bit of a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? Really? I'm, I'm sort of surprised. Obviously, the players are tired, right? You know, the players are yeah. tired, and you know, it, it must yeah, be. I think there was a bit of that for United. I last think so. Yeah. But you sort of think when the players are tired, you know, when players are tired in Sunday League, it's always like eight seven, you know, because can't they be tired in a way that means there are loads of goals? Mm. I mean, obviously, it's easier to tighten up at the back and just say, look, I know you're knackered. Just have a low block, etc. But just say, look, they're tired, we're tired. Let's just defend like Sunday League, you know. <laughs> defend, defend like Manchester United did about against Istanbul Bazaksa here, where Demba Bar had you know three hundred yards. Total. I want yeah. some goals like that. Come on, that could really that could make because. There have been some good games this season. I think mm. it's too easy to say the Premier League is rubbish this year, but it feels, mm. it sort of feels there's a drudge to it now, yeah. isn't there? And I just think well, if we everybody might talk about this at some point. You said you saw some some research that has been done that even though there's more football on, there's mm. more games, and everybody has said, oh, wouldn't it be brilliant if every match was live on telly? And you're now starting to think, yeah, not sure. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, five minutes on match of the day is all you want. I think so. someone has done some research and I can't find it, annoyingly, and I don't know how, I've no idea how scientific it, it is. It wasn't a dream, was it? it maybe it was. Yeah. The last thing I need to do is dream about Crystal Palace Man. I watched the thing. <laughs> um, but, but the fact that there's so much of it, you actually, people are actually watching less because I guess when you talk about the old days and there was only one game a week, you know, Elton hmm. Wellsby sitting there on the Sunday big match or whatever, that, and you just go, wow, there's a game of football on telly. We're all yeah. going to watch it. Whereas now, because and, and obviously they've all got to be on right now because fans can't be in stadiums, but you do wonder, maybe it goes back. Yeah. Maybe it goes back. I mean, imagine when it was only one game a week, when you had the match on ITV, when you had one game a week, and invariably, why wouldn't they? They'd go for the big games. They'd go for Manchester United versus whoever. As much as they could. Um, if they'd done this this season, they'd only have goalless draws. Well, because there was no pressure to share it around then. No. They could just, you know, they had the deal and they would cherry pick what they wanted and they'd go for the, the, the big game.
game. And imagine if that was a... St- you saw one live game a week and it absolutely stunk the place out. Well, you can't blame Palace for last night. They're no, up against no, it. Royce trying well. to get... He just basically said, well, you know, we'll be organised. We do what we always do. They haven't got Wilf. They've got no... They've got no real chance of scoring. Although they nearly did. Man, right at, the at the end. Great I mean, save, Henderson. Played well, yeah. actually. Good £10,000 for Carlisle. Ten grand for Carlisle. Well I was done. telling yesterday, every time Dean Henderson plays for Manchester United, Carlisle was part of the sell-on clause all those years ago. Tech get 10 grand which is good now every time I see him make a save (laughs) I'm thinking the Carlisle they'll be punching the air the old car well they don't as soon as they see him on the team sheet 10 past 2 or whatever the kick off time is 50 minutes before kick off they're punching it's 10 grand it should should be like an extra 250 quid whenever he makes a save you know if he claims a corner cleanly 200 quid he saves a one on one in the 89th minute 1000 pounds they have a totaliser at Carlisle that'll be fun that's the way they should be building these deals there was one moment yesterday Peter's cast Schmeichel yeah. made an amazing save oh, from yeah. Chris Wood. It was br- it was it sort of made me get out of my chair, yeah. and I was quite deep in the chair, well, but, you okay. know, because I was a bit tired. And it really was. It was a brilliant save. Yeah. And I, I thank you for doing something in the football. Mm. And and sh- and the only other thing that I, I great goal she- by you, Nacho. It was. It was, was a great goal by you, Nacho. And. I thought Sheffield United defended heroically. Yeah. It felt I felt sort of moved by the end yeah. that they'd held on because that red card for me was just there was one one of the screens. I thought I thought when it, you thought it, it was well, when I watched it back, uh, I thought that might that might be a red because you know it was it, it, it wasn't clear cut, but you mm, could have argued he was maybe, last man, couldn't maybe. you? And he's you know yeah. I suppose so. But there was one... Sc- the ref went over to the screen and one of the screens, they'd cut out the covering defender. <laughs> that's quite... A, oh, it doesn't help. It's <laughs> quite an unfair photo. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you, you might... It was it was a close one. I just felt like... I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have... If I'd been refing that, I'd be like, Dad, it's Phil, Phil Jagielka. Mm. You know, he's sort of doing Sheffield United a favour, isn't he? So It'd I would well, I mean, send him that, off. That was a line, wasn't it? So, you know, we, we kind of look at where he is. But we're going to be talking later on... Uh, we're going to cross to Australia to speak to Francis Leach, who's a, a football journalist over there. Because you've probably seen... Jared Gillett, the referee's doing EFL games and VAR. Looks like he's going to be on the Premier League list next season. He's done a good job. He's over here studying and he did very well in the A-League and quite a lot of his um, videos where he's mic'd up talking to the players, interacting with the players. And everybody's been saying, this is the way VAR should work. This is the dream. This is what we should have. This should be the kind of global standard. But we thought, we'll talk to Franny Leach because you don't know, do you? He might say, no, it's been stinking the place out here as well. That's so, just an edit. Because we keep watching these edits where everybody, the players love him and they wish him well when he gets to England. You're a great ref and he seems to manage the players brilliantly. But we don't know. So we'll find we're out, find out if he's that. a hateful figure. He That's could be a terrible bloke. Do. I don't sense he is. I, I think he comes across particularly well, certainly on those viral videos you've probably seen. Now, anyway, a couple yes, of things to get you going. Absolutely, on. yeah. And one of which uh, stems from my favourite article in the papers today uh, from the Daily Star, which begins, Manchester United legend Brian McClare fed Noel Gallagher penguin biscuits as the fledgling rock idol washed his car. I was like, that's a, that is an opening paragraph <laughs> yeah. of, of, of dreams. Well, you were it? hooked. I was totally hooked. Who wrote the piece? And the journalist deserves some... Um, <clears throat> no, 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 no name, name attributed. On it. Yeah. <clears throat> what a great shame. Uh, the that's, Oasis star. That would have been Pulitzer's all round for me. It be. Uh, yeah. He used to valet, valet the, him with Liam with uh, clean cars belonging to famous football folk. Faces, it right. says. But when it I says, bet they always, I don't you think Liam and Noel would have put a little bit of gravel do you think? in the old in the chamois no, for were, Brian's no. car? Sorry, no. Brian, I seem to have scratched the motor. No, they were well brought up. But, but, City, though, isn't it? It's the old rivalry. Oh, that's good. Could, if you could, no, could score, if you could get Yorkie's yeah. car and score a little line down the Ferrari, I'll drop that's the chamois. A little uh, bit of grit. In I it. love Gary Flickcroft yeah. along his car. <laughs> I um, <clears> but when it said Brian McClare fed Noel Gallagher penguin biscuits. 
It, it sounds a it bit. It does imply it, that it sounds a bit like he's not Cleopatra being fed grapes. <laughs> exactly. Like he's on a chaise. I mean, yeah, what, what like, moment is yeah. is is a, is a Manchester United centre forward taking chocolate biscuits and giving them to rock imagine stars, he came feeding out, them? Chocky, of course, is you know, Imagine <laughs> yeah. he came out and says, "Well, a biscuit." And yeah. they said, yeah, "All right." So they had a biscuit. So imagine it was that. I doubt if he kind of went over and just dropped morsels into their mouths. While the Gallagher's were running up the long <laughs> screen. <laughs> being found yeah, with it would petals. be great, wouldn't it? Brian McClare so and Neil Webb. It just kind of is a claim them. to fame. Brian McClare's claim to fame. So it's a chance to dip in once again the long list of uh, claim to fames, uh, such as um, I uh, held Vinnie Samway's crisps while he went to the toilet. <laughs> I saw Stuart Pearce's puffer jacket set alight with a cigarette and put out with a pint. Uh, I fed Paul Goddard beers through a fence at a barbecue. I delivered a headboard to Bob Wilson. <laughs> My granddad made a bird table for Mick Shannon. These are all true from mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, I delivered a vending machine to Dave Bassett. I always wondered, did he have what, for a club or was it in his Bassett house? Dave Bassett need a vending machine. What about for dinner? I might have crisps. Uh, G9. I'm having crisps tonight. Oh, no. I don't care. And it's My stuck. Milky Way. Oh, I stuck. <laughs> Give it a shake, love. Give it a shake. That would be great. Imagine Dave, Dave Bessant having a vending machine at home. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave Bessant or Dave Bassett? Oh, sorry, Dave Bassett. Sorry, right, Big Dave, Dave, if you're listening. Yeah, they Dave, did play together, Dave yeah. Bassett. Uh, I'm a, I once phoned Dave Bassett. for. A, we did it in 90 minutes. I've yeah. always loved this. We did an FA Cup preview. And, um, and I said, uh, Dave, you've got a couple of minutes. We're just asking people in football uh, who's going to win the FA Cup tomorrow. He went... Oh, all right then, go on then, what is it? I said, so he said, it's going to be this game, it's going to be that game. I can't remember what the game was, which match it was. I said, what's the score going to be? So, well, I don't know, they haven't played it yet. <laughs> I said, but give, give us a score, Dave, for the feature. No, I'm not going to, no. I'll say, I'll say they're going to win, but I'm not giving you a score. He really dug his heels in. We probably went straight to the vending machine after I, uh, that. Well, if Dave Besant had a vending machine, you wouldn't want salad cream, shouldn't be A1, no. should it? No. Because that's Imagine quite a that. drop. If it did drop, that's probably yeah. how it happened. Uh, quick one of those. I delivered, uh, sorry, I delivered luxury meats to Rafa Benitez. I delivered a bath to uh, Neville Southall. I accidentally overcharged Seve Ballesteros for a golf ball by two euros. So there we are. That was Brian's claim to fame. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on TalkSport. Well, not for the first time. The Australian referee currently doing EFL games and a bit of VAR as well, Jared Gillett, um, who's over here studying in the UK, um, has gone viral. Uh, his last game in the A-League in Australia went viral because he was mic'd up. He could hear everything that was going on and he put in a great performance. Looked like a good manager of players, making good calls, seemed to have a good relationship with the players. One of the players comes up and says, look, good luck to you. You're the best. You're the best ref we got, which is a lovely moment. It's absolutely, players, yeah. It? And it's not like he's, he knows he's going to do another game so he can get on his good side. <laughs> he should be working in a bar or a barista, shouldn't he, making <laughs> yeah. coffee, really? <laughs> But um, um, there's another clip that's uh, done the rounds as well, isn't there? Yeah, well, I mean, lots of people over here have been saying, this is how VAR is done in Australia. It's amazing. It's perfect. The refs are mic'd up. It's completely seamless. And I just wondered if that is true or not. That was my question. Okay. well, let's uh, head to Australia now and speak to Australian football journalists, not Australian football. He does love Australian football, but that's not the point. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's call it soccer for the point of this. Um, Francis Leach joins us. Hi, Francis. G'day, gentlemen. How are we tonight? Yeah, tremendous. We're not too bad. Whatever the hell the time it is there. So, um, yeah, the clips have gone viral. Everybody's been talking about it. Um, So is it working brilliantly? in the A-League. Have we got a lot to learn? 
Well, and look, funnily enough, the A-League was one of the test uh, pilots for VAR. So it's been in operation here a fair while now. So as uh, FIFA were considering uh, implementing it across the major leagues around the world, uh, the A-League was already using it in uh, in games as well. So we've had a lot of experience of it. it there's not been the same level of controversy with VAR uh, in Australia, as there has been, I've seen you know watching games in the Premier League and, and the frustration that's come along with that. The only time it has been a problem was in one of the biggest games of the season, when Melbourne Victory played the Newcastle Jets in a grand final, like a cup final. We have a, a strange, very Australian-style season where we have uh, you know uh, a, a regular season and then we have a final series. Um, to decide who's going to win uh, the championship. Uh, and they lost a minute and a half of the footage. Uh, it was oh, like there's a Pruder film. Like it just, they, the camera <laughs> went off for a, at a really crucial moment and uh, that was the one goal in the game that was scored. So oh. um, so that was about four or five years ago, but um, oh, three or four years ago now. But yeah, it, relatively it has been, um, it's been fairly smooth because as you said, the, the refs are mic and the deal that Fox Sports, the main uh, service provider, struck with the A-League do that, I think, has allowed fans to at least hear the communication of the refs with uh, those upstairs and also with the players. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's a bit of you know, yeah, there's a discretion around that, but whenever they use the mics and not, like in the cricket. And it, it has meant that there's um, a, a greater understanding of, of the use of VAR. And we haven't had quite as many of those... Uh, get the protractor out moments where they're looking to see if a shoelace is offside. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say relatively it's pretty good. I was at a game just a couple of weeks ago where the VAR was employed, I think, three times in the space of 15 minutes between, uh, between Melbourne Victory and and Western, uh, Western United, one of the new teams in the competition. And it was done really quickly. Uh, it wasn't two or three minutes standing around waiting. And um, most of the fans now have kind of accepted its role in the game because of the brevity in which it's done, which allows uh, the game to continue uh, as quickly as possible. And, and, you know, obviously everyone will be frustrated if the call goes against them, but it isn't that that uh, howling cry from the stands to get rid of it. Um, a lot of the discussion here about whether we might refs up or not, Francis, is about, A, um, the amount of swearing that we might hear. <laughs> and I just wondered if, yeah. you know, do you... Do, 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 do you hear all the swearing? And B, what's the fan experience in the stadium like? Because you've obviously got fans in stadiums as well, which we don't have at the moment. But do they hear yeah. the VAR as well, or is that just for TV viewers? No, it's just for TV, Max. And um, look, I don't think swearing's been a major issue. Uh, I think, you know, we've become pretty good. I think most sports broadcasters are now being able to sort of, you know, to modify or at least, you know, ride the mic and make sure that you don't hear the stuff that you might otherwise want to keep uh, from, uh, from young ears. Uh, that that's, there might have been the odd F-bomb slip through, but nothing significant uh, in that regard. No, we don't hear it in the, in the stands, but as I said, because it's done relatively quickly um, and uh, we, we, the game gets uh, gets on pretty quick, we haven't had any of those three or four-minute stops where you know, the, uh, the, the team upstairs are looking, then they call the, uh, the ref over to look at the screen and then he goes or she goes back out there and makes a decision. So uh, they've got that down to a, you know... It, a finer art than what I've seen happening elsewhere in the world. What about the way they communicate decisions in the stadiums, Francis? How does that tend to work? Because that's been an issue here. There is a feeling that if people can't hear it coming over the way we do in cricket, so we know what's going on. I mean, how have they been handling that in the A-League? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. So they'll just say, you know, VAR decision, uh, and then you wait for the the, the, re, uh, the ref to make the decision, and then you might get the screen saying, you know, you know, offside, no goal, or you know, you know, or foul, or you know, penalty. So there isn't the same way that say in American sport, when you know, in watching an NFL game, the umpire will stop and give you the absolute detail. Mm. 
of the nature of the foul and tell you what went on and, and why your team has been penalised. That's not happening. Uh, which, yeah, it is, it is frustrating. But I think mostly fans are pretty cognizant of why there might be a VR call, you know, if it's offside or if, if they feel there's been a foul. So you kind of know that what the narrative is. You just don't know what the decision's going to be. I think it's not like watching, if you're a, a, an ingenue watching a, a rugby union match and you're trying to work out oh. the, prosaic na- the prosaic nature of what goes on in the scrum oh. and, a, and a foul's being called and the referee doesn't say anything. They just call call a foul and, and get on with it. And you're going, well, what the hell was going on there? Sure. Um, what about... Part of the reason that I think miking up referees here would be a good idea is it would kind of humanise the whole situation. When you hear the voice of someone, you you sort of you might forgive them mistakes a bit more, or you'd have a better idea. Right. You know, do, do TV if fans. What Mike Down sounds like Mickey Mouse or something, and it really freaks yeah. you out. It can have a bit of a yeah, funny of voice, course, yeah. But I just wondered, like, like has that happened for the TV viewers in the A League that they they sort of know who the referees are now? They sort of know what to expect, what they sound like, how they deal with those things. Well, you just talked about Jared Gillett before, and he was, you know, because he did, he communicated brilliantly with the players, and he's a younger referee, so he's sort of, you know, he was in, in their demographic almost, but he had a really relaxed, direct approach with them that, yeah, it actually enhances your trust of the referee. But not everyone's going to be like that. I mean, we saw that ref in the uh, in the championship, didn't we, the other week? Was it the championship game where he had a crack at one of the Ipswich players? And, and uh, like yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, Darren Drysdale, yeah. 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 Now, that's, that's the kind of repping I want to see, but it's probably not good for the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine if that was biked up. That would be a box office hit. Yeah, it would. So I guess, it's, you know, you're going to have some great experiences, but just like everything else, there'll be moments where you go, oh, my God, please get that guy off mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We will find out. You know, in the end, we'd say, oh, Mike Dean, we know what he's like. He won't stand for that. Whereas we think, oh, John Moss... Normally he's a bit more, you know, yeah. you'll kind of get an idea of the way they referee because so. we don't really know at the moment. John Moss, won't, John Moss won't be able to talk. He'll be huffing and puffing. He's so puffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't hear a bad word about John Moss. I, I met him once. I, I went, his own record well, I went to Hong Kong. With, I was in Hong Kong with John Moss. <laughs> what, what, just the two of you? <laughs> the two of us. So, <laughs> City bro. Yeah, yeah, it was. And um, no, it was the Hong he Kong Sevens. He, he was the referee and I'd never met him and I'd never heard him speak. I said, what have you been up to today? And he said, yeah. I've just been... I've been going around the back streets of Hong Kong finding vintage Chinese vinyl. And See? I was like, what an amazing oh, wow. answer, yeah. That, that's brilliant. See, this is the thing. We find out referees are more interesting than we imagine. Yeah, he's, really? he's got a record shop called uh, The Vinyl Whistle. The Vinyl Whistle, yeah. yeah. Francis, thanks very much. Cheers, mate. See you, guys. Uh, Francis Leach there, um, Australian football journalist. There is, a, I mean, I don't think, you don't sense that the broadcasters are pushing to do this. Maybe they are behind the scenes, but you don't ever sense that they would want this. Just thinking, you know, would, would eventually, you know, there would be referees who are kind of got secret sponsorship deals, would start talking about, you know, know Kentucky Fried Chicken. As no, no, the t- trouble <laughs> is, there's a fine line because we've seen referees who have their name on their boots or yeah. have nicknames, you know what I mean? Again, once, you know, it's like we don't want to know that. We want to know so much, but yes. we don't want to know too much. Right. That That is the key. But anyway, uh, Jared Gillett has done such a good job, apparently, we read today, that... Um, he could well be on the Premier League list next season because quite some of the referees are a bit ageing and he's young legs. So, uh, yeah, he's done very well. But anyway, there we are, Francis Leach explaining how it all works in Oz. It's Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on TalkSport. 
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Minch has been in touch. Andy Minchin has been mm. in touch regarding um, DJ, who's the DJ yeah. at the, uh, in the dressing room. Jed yeah. Wallace at Millwall, of course, is the DJ. Uh, difficult balance to strike it very seriously. those who like R&B, those who want a bit of trance, and those who like a guitar-based yeah. uh, beat. And he <laughs> says, a very tight ship at the res, he says, Minch. Themed weeks, song choices in by 11am on match day. Wow. Same song in twice is a one pound fine most importantly bad song choice equals uh, uh one nugget i don't know what that is right. claridge i presume it's not steve claridge but maybe he's still playing is also banned from a song choice indefinitely wow. they say there we are so i suppose what they will he'll put a playlist together in the morning when you're playing well, that's nice old actonian's playlist for today you exactly. get them and then so you've got on spotify all he's got is press the button and it's got all the 14 boys, songs all the boys yeah. are happy that's excellent They've all had a song. yeah but i mean how many can you really play you get there an hour before you're only in there for half an hour really you need a half hour tight set yeah, that's what you need. Because if, it, if it's a player saying, "I'm not going out till I've heard my song," that's it. Yeah, because yeah, that's bad luck in yeah. the shuffle if it comes out late. That's and do you true. have two post match? Do you have like a happy, upbeat post match, or a more reflective, two, yeah, more, more, yeah. or you know, we've just scrambled a point at uh, lanes? What's that? What's that music? What do you have music for? Just a, <laughs> like a sketchy. Draw? You're asking a lot. You're asking the well, alternative playlist. Yeah. I mean, th- that is taking it very seriously. Uh, you've been telling us about claims to fame this afternoon because Brian McClare kicked off a new one today because he fed penguin biscuits to the Gallagher brothers while they washed his car back in the day. Not recently, obviously, but when they were when they were kids. Um, I nearly sold Max Rushton a holiday to Iceland about 12 years ago, says David. Do you remember this? Well, I did go to Iceland in... Uh, but you didn't in, buy it from David, well, clearly. I, mean, I think I just went online and just booked my own flights. So okay. I just sorted it out myself, but... Anyway, I don't remember. You don't remember phoning David? I don't remember phoning for... Dave and saying, I want to go, oh, Dave, I want to go to Reykjavik. No, okay, I don't okay. remember it. Derek um, said, I used to be um, Aston Villa manager Dean Smith's postman at two different addresses. Marvellous. I don't know if he, it was that they, he didn't move that far or Derek went with him as the <laughs> official postman <laughs> to Aston Villa. An add-on. He's an add-on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, with Dean Smith saying my contract talks, could I possibly have the same postman? Yeah. Can I, I, I'll come, but Derek's got to come with he's me. He's doing a great job at Brentford it's a deal breaker can he move from South West yeah. London to the Midlands sure you just have to find him a place up here um, anyway uh, this is a nice one from Adam from Dunmo in Essex he said um, I used to have my own chauffeur business I picked up Gary Kemp of Spandau fame from uh, Stratford Theatre to take him home through the barricades of course one of the band's hits came on the radio and it happens to be one of my faves he asked me to turn it up, which oh, is nice, and we both belted it out driving up the Euston Road. <laughs> that must have been a great feeling. A great it? moment. Yeah. It's through the barricades. Is What's that after? Is That's after a 1-0 defeat, isn't it? To make you, come on, we I go, a, we go well, again. Yeah, we go I mean, again. I think if United had scored late, they yeah. would have liked that in the dressing yeah, room possible, last yes. night. But it, it, it didn't happen, of course. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Jack has been in touch on the subject of being the DJ or the, uh, the, the music that your team was playing. Playing for Maltby Manor, mm. we used to have a portable Bluetooth speaker that was also a disco ball. We had three songs pre-match every week that Smithy picked. Shane Ward, That's My Goal, Whitney Houston, It's Not Right, and Robbie Williams, Angels. I'd hate to think what the other teams thought of us. Yeah. <laughs> Got a disco ball. Yeah. I quite like it. I quite like erecting a disco ball in the opposition dressing room. Let's see those arms in the air, but not in an unnatural position, obviously. Of course, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This comes from Matthew in Leeds. I sold Nigel Martin a television, which he was buying for a relative when I worked at Comet. It wasn't an expensive TV, but I asked him if he wanted to take out an extended warranty for five years. I nearly collapsed when he said yes. <laughs> obviously, a lot of people didn't. Um, yes, um, if he didn't claim on the policy, he could claim the money back after five years. I imagine the voucher to claim the money back will be kicking around his loft somewhere. Well, we'll get Nigel on. Well, Nigel's a lovely man. Nigel's a lovely man. Yeah. Does he still have the warranty for his television? Mm. Leon has been in touch. What hey, made him go extended warranty? Oh, I, I mean, we know. know it's quite, it's, you know, it's been quite a controversial thing over the years. <laughs> Bit Leon. of a watchdog staple. <laughs> Leon says, hey, mm. Max. Was that filming of a £20 note floating down the tube sta- stairs uh, on the news last night all I've been able to think about, the suspense? Well, I don't know. I didn't I see it. I was watching the football. Did anybody yeah. see a £20 note falling down the steps of Matt Bank saw tube it being station? filmed on I Budget did. Day yesterday yeah, by, by a crew t- taking a lot of effort to do it. And you thought it would be on the news oh, it last must be, night. Someone must have seen it on the news. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe it didn't work. Well, who yeah. knows? But, you know, for Leon and my benefit, please let us know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Fonda's been in touch. Hello, Fonda. Um, I once sold window blinds to Sam Matterface's parents. <laughs> that is a claim to fame. You're not going to get better than that. Certainly is. Sold wow. running shoes to John Motson before he did the Great North Run 20 years ago, says Gary. And uh, I used to sell Greavesy, all the jumpers he wore on Cup Final Day, the sort of golfing sweaters, says Davy in Essex. So I'm going to message Sam right now and ask him if the blinds in his parents' house are nice. Yeah, because one of the else. listeners has just admitted that uh, their finest hour was... I won't tell him why I'm asking. <laughs> that should be creepy. <laughs> you've been uh, you've been sitting outside watching them come and go, I guess. Darren's been in touch. Hello, Darren. Claims to fame. He says, um, I was an apprentice at Palace and I used to clean Wrighty's boots. Mm. I had exactly the same size feet and uh, I used to break in his new match boots because we couldn't afford steamers in the 80s. Um, when I was released from the club, Wrighty very kindly gave me his match boots as a treasured keepsake, complete with his initials and squad number on the boots. A few years ago, I couldn't find them in the house, so I asked my brother if he'd seen them. He looked a bit sheepish and said, yeah, I'm sorry, I sold them. He said, how much for? He said, I took a fiver for them. <laughs> oh, Darren, that's terrible. 
What a terrible I did business. like the Cleat Pro man trying to sell me a mini one. Yeah, he's trying I to sell you a mini. I can't turn up to Polytechnic been... Vets with a, a bespoke steamer for my Puma Kings, If can you I? marched into a dressing room and the centre-half was looking at you and you've got your own personal <laughs> boot steamer, that would be that would be you being rose ed wouldn't I was, you, in about I five was, minutes. I was saying to you, you know, the, the Sunday after football's back, mm. well, me and Barry will do the tech subject, did you pull your hammy yesterday? Oh, yeah. You know how many players are going to be out there and then your first sprint down the line, oh, not yeah. warm up enough, steam boots or not and it's just gonna it's just gonna be ping 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 all and over what the will country. the cry-offs be there'll be cry-offs oh, as yeah. well so what yeah. will the cry-offs be after that first day you know yeah. just, i've sort of got something on yeah <laughs> couldn't you ring fenced it anyway the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport it is time for <laughs> the birthday spread i'm giddy with nerves yeah uh we're gonna have 10 birthdays put to us by andy he'll have a gag attached to each one and the idea is, of course, that we try and predict how old these people are uh, and there'll be a margin of error that builds over the 10 birthdays. And the one who's uh, nearest the pin, I suppose, one of the shortest, mm. smallest margin of error is the winner. Many of you have been Paul. Pulling. Well, it has been so far, but today could be very different. <laughs> Andy, Andy Jacobs <laughs> we all know the truth. sets the gags. Jeff Peters is the scorer. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Good, Good afternoon, afternoon, Andy. Buddy. Yes, I've been getting messages all day, willing Max to win. Honestly, yeah. they're really even, getting even behind I'm the underdog. For him. Uh, <laughs> this, this is pity. This is just, no, I don't want that. I, I'll, I'll play hard. I'll play hard, but I'll play fair. But if I lose, I'll take it on the chin. Well, you, well, that's how it should be. But that doesn't mean you're rooting for well, me. That's no, different. Paul. I mean, I want to win, but maybe not as badly as you do. Um, <laughs> Jeff Peters is the scorer. Hi, Jeff. There oh, he is, he's in his nerve centre. Center. I tell you what, lots of love for the birthday spread. Mm. Yeah. Um, big fans include former lead striker turned pundit Lucy Ward, uh, oh. Sky Sports commentator Tony Jones, who said some of Max's guesses are hysterical. Jane Seymour, 86. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse, this is what he does to people. I thought Jane Seymour was a fan. <laughs> yeah, Jane, Jane Seymour, 86, how dare you, Max? Hey, we better crack on then. So well, we don't have to. We can, you know, I'm just trying to get myself in the zone. I didn't know that Sydney... I mean, I'm pleased to learn last week that Sydney Poitier was still with us. He certainly so is. So here we go. Well, um, take it away, Pele. Here we go, Andy. Yes, and it's a very, very happy birthday to the uh, designer and owner of Superdry. Uh, yes, and of course, uh, Julian Dunkerton, I should say. Isn't yeah, it? Julian, Julian Dunkerton, Dunkerton, yeah. That's right. Abercrombie and Fitch, they weren't happy with him, you know, when he first came on the fashion scene with a very similar style of shop. They tried to get me to write a review online. They wanted me to slam Dunkerton. Ah. So what do you think is the best thing? The person that won last week, do they start it or do they well, go second? Well, can you go first? Because you don't know yeah. this guy. Because the way is. you said yes about Julian Dunkerton, mate, you probably lived <laughs> next door mate. to him. No? Been on holiday with him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, Dunkerton Donuts, I yeah, know him from, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say he's about 54. What do you think he is, Max? Someone tweeted me to say the average age in the UK is 40.1. Take it into the corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you say 54? Yeah. I'd say 56. What is he? 56. Oh, Good start. Dude, that was a, lo- okay, it was a little bit underhand, so I will park that. I mean, you oh, have- <laughs> oh, that's noted, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit underhand. It was only the right answer, Paul. Like, what else am I meant to do with this game? That's the way you want to play it. That's the way we'll play it. Okay, take it away. Keep going. Top work. Okay, very happy birthday to the fine singer and actor, Harry Belafonte. Oh, Harry yeah. Belafonte. Oh, no. And uh, you, no, no, you know him, Max, because he was a big fan of the former Leeds 
Leeds and West Ham keeper Mervyn Day. I remember the song he wrote about him. Deo, Deo, yeah. Mervyn Day saves and we win at home. Harry Belafonte. He must be. He must be pretty old. Is what I'm saying, but I don't know how old. And I'm just just the moment in the game where Paul goes. Oh, he's a bit older than that. Eighty-five. I think he is a bit older than, but not a lot. <laughs> okay, I'd say he's about ninety-six. He's ninety-four. Oh, okay. So what's that done to the scores, Jim? Oh, Harry Bonafonte. Uh, well, Paul is two out. Max is nine out. <laughs> so it's uh, Paul <laughs> on four. Max on nine. That's nothing in it. Nothing in it. Nothing in okay. it. Right. No. Okay. Okay. Very happy birthday to the rower, three-time Olympic gold medalist Andrew Triggs Hodge. Andrew Triggs Hodge. <sighs> He was present in a bar, funnily enough, when there was an incident involving a young Derek Chisora. Mm. Del Boy fell through the bar and Triggs pulled a face. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, do you know this, this guy? Oh, of course, yeah. Do you? Uh, no. <laughs> See, because I'm, I, he could be 103, somebody from the 19 sort of... 40 odd Olympics, or he could be. I think I seem to think we've spoken to him. It rings a bell. So I'm going to go 40, 43. What do you think, Max? Well, I thought he was going to be younger than that. I think he's a little bit younger than that. I think 36. 42. Oh. Starts me off getting cocky for someone I've never heard of that you've interviewed. <laughs> so what we got there, Jeff? So Paul is one out. Max is six out. Paul on to five. Mm. Max on to 15. Okay. 15, OK. Oh, God, 10 already. It's, 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 it's early, early Dave. It's very early. Calm down. Days. Come on, give us a nothing. Cambridge United fullback. Give us Billy Manuel. Come on. <laughs> no. he's uh, Andy Smart always does great work for them at Christmas. He's the chief executive of Crisis, John Sparks. Oh, yeah. And uh, he does a great job, of course. But in the old days, we were adversaries on the local council. Mm. It was either him or me in the end. I said to Sparks, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. That's nice. Hey. Yeah, old fans yeah. of 70s music. I don't like it when Paul <laughs> says, oh, yeah. Oh, I, know, I, I don't that. know John, John Sparks. Sparks. Oh, yeah. I don't know him. John Sparks is... It's, hang on, it's, it's your go, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Go on, yes, carry on. Okay, go on. What you launching Dickie says, oh, boy, here we go again. Sorry, Dickie, I've got this. John Sparks is... 60. 60 on the dot. 6, six oh blind 60, yeah, as they absolutely. say in bingo circles. He's probably not a lot off of that. I was going to say 62. Okay. 53. Oh, okay. Max Ooh. making up some ground. Okay. So yeah. Paul yes. is nine out. Max is seven out. Paul on to 14. Max on to 22. Eight in it after four hours. Nothing. Ooh, nothing that's in exciting. It. Nothing yeah. in it. Come on, uh, Max. Okay. It's the Lord Lieutenant of Nottinghamshire's birthday, Chairman of Burberry, Sir John Peace. Uh, I should say he was the chairman of Burberry from 2002 to 2018, Sir John Peace. Hmm. And at one time, uh, Yoko Ono wanted him fired, but I persuaded her not to. I said, uh, give Peace a chance. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. That's that all you terrible. were saying. That's terrible. That's all you were saying. <laughs> I, I know. Sir Jam Peace, as he's known in the Midlands. Uh, I'd say he is Sir John um, 72, I'm going to go for. Maximus, what do you think? So I think I think you're pretty close there. Um, Seventy-four. Right, brilliant guessing. He's seventy-two. Oh, oh well, okay. done. well done. So it's a, a direct hit for for mm. Paul. Max is two out. It's fourteen plays twenty-four. And I saw Sir John Peace and his wife on uh, on Did the you? London Eye. Yeah. Sorry. Making yourself laugh, Jeff, aren't you? <laughs> it's such a terrible gag. It was two peas in a pod. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Nice. Oh, nice. oh dear. Know yeah. your place. Know yeah. your place, Peter. <laughs> you? I Stop. actually had permission from Andy on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> Stop building your part, Jeff. Jeff does no, the scores. Yeah. Andy does the jokes. 
Ireland's Paul wins a spin-off. He's looking for a kind of House of Games spin-off like Richard Osman has got. That's what it is. Anyway. Go on. Who's next? Uh, oh, sorry, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was, waiting, role, I was waiting for Jeff. He thought okay. he'd taken over. Okay, it's it's <laughs> the uh, Prime Minister of Russia, Mikhail Mishustin. Uh, Mikhail Mishustin. And, uh, is he very still the Prime Minister? That's quite a fluid yeah. position, that, isn't it, really? Uh, he's yeah, the Prime well, Minister he, of Russia now. Okay, Mikhail Well, Mishustin. he was this morning when I wrote this. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's got As, as we say. Very, yeah, well, it's a, he, he could have gone because he's very unfortunate. Actually, he suffers uh, from athlete's foot Does he? and fung, fungal infections between his toes. He's known in the Kremlin dressing room as Mikhail Mashustink. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> not 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 good enough. What do you yeah, think he is? Masustin yeah. is fifty-four. Fifty-four. Okay, I, I don't know the man. Um, he's. I've got to fair say there is one high-profile uh, Russian politician, and he is an it. Um, so I'd say he's forty-eight. It's 55. It's Ooh, closing up. See, suddenly. Oh, yeah, suddenly. There we go. Suddenly, you're in my sweet spot. Russian politicians. <laughs> what are we here looking we at now? <laughs> well, uh, Paul is, is seven out. Max is one out. So mm. Paul's on 21. Max is on 25. I've just had a text from Lee Bullen of Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Hey, Owl's <laughs> legend uh, on the coaching staff. And he's just, he just, he just sent a message going, two piece in a pod, and then a face palm emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back to haunt you. Next well, time you're at a Sheffield well, Wednesday game. Well, welcome to my world. Anyway, it's um, yeah, it's uh, the former Labour MP. Your jokes don't Joe. even your jokes don't even get respect. They don't even get comment from Sheffield oh, no. Wednesday coaches. Andy. No one gets in touch. That's true. Don't rub it in. It's uh, the former Labour MP, Joan Humble. Joan Humble. Right. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Joan's just started a self-promotion agency with Melvin Bragg. Oh. But they're still searching for a name. They just can't come, they up, just can't come up with one, of course. Of course, <laughs> yeah. They're just online, they were talking about it, weren't they? I'd say... Oh, well, hang on. I think you, it's my, is think, it my no, go? I think it's me. Oh, is it you? It is me, yeah. Oh, I've sorry, been yeah, writing Joan. it down. P... Yeah. Joan Humble. Joan Humble, I don't, I, I've got to be honest, Max, I don't know who she is. You don't so know I'm Joan taking Humble? a pun. Okay. But she's a former Labour MP... Uh, I think she could be. I'm going to go 80, blind 80. What do you think? 80. Yeah, I'm wow. going 80. You're going to. This could be a game. This could be the oh, moment. No, you may look back no, on Joan. You no. may be sending her a bunch of flowers this evening. Just <laughs> like go for what I was thinking. Go on then. Go for what you were thinking. Yeah. I'll up it a bit. 68. Joan Humble is 70. Oh, see, <laughs> see, you, you're right to go with your instincts, Max. Well, Don't I was thinking 61, different. but then I went, I was tactical. I'm what's getting that, better what's at that done? What's that done? So, Paul is Sorry, 10 Joan, out. Sorry, Joan, if you're listening. <laughs> Paul is, uh, let's get ready to humble. Paul is 10 out, <laughs> Max is 2 out. Yes. Paul onto 31, Max in the lead. Wow. On 27. 27. With three to go. Oh, no. Come on, Max, you can take the pressure. Don't, I don't want your pity. Let's I'll go. get support from anyone else but you. Come on, Max. Here we go, come on. Okay. Ian says, do not film. mess this up, Max. Come on. <laughs> film director and actor Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Okay. Oh, I don't yeah, know, yeah. Paul, do you remember the time he came in yeah. for an interview and he mm. asked us if we take home a TalkSport mug? Yeah. Oh, happy days. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's just a lovely moment, really, just remembering yeah, people coming into the studio. <laughs> he was beaming because we gave him a talk sport okay, mug. It's so incredible, isn't it? Available in the talk sport shop, by the way. <laughs> if you want to curl up man. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always takes mugs away from every radio interview he does. I mean, that's Howard's way. Oh, oh God. No, Jeff, Jeff, you've been told, mate. You've been told. One a show. One a show. Just got more Lee, Lee Bullen reaction. That's what um, 69. Okay. Who was it again? Was it um, Ron, Ron Howard? Ron Howard. 
Okay. Um, Ron Howard, 65. Oh, it's close. He's 67. Oh. So both two out. It's 33 to Paul, 29 oh, yeah. to Max, four in it, two to go. I can't bear this. I, I can promise you, I can promise you these next two are going to separate the men from the boys. Okay. Billy says, I've booked the open top bus. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Then. It's the uh, president of the European Court of Human Rights from 2011 to 2012, Nicholas Bratzer. Nicholas Bratzer. Okay. And uh, his parents actually lavished him with every toy a child could possibly want. Yeah, he was a real sport Bratzer. Yes. <laughs> of course Ooh, he was. He was a sport Bratzer. <laughs> 69, Andy, I'm going for. Okay. What do you think, Max? 71. 76. <laughs> oh. It's getting serious now. Paul, seven out. Max, five out. Paul yeah. is on 40. Max is on 34. So Max is in the lead going yeah. into the final round. And you go first, Max. Oh, he goes the first. Last one. Please be my dad. This one's a, this be one's a, be- <laughs> this one's a beauty because it could be, be any dad. <laughs> okay, it's the composer Vladislav Shoot. Oh, Vladislav wow. Shoot. Oh, and no. his orchestra, actually, his orchestra is made up of very, very tedious, unfunny football fans. They're so witless. Every single time he walks in the room, they go, Shoot! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember his orchestral league ladders. They were fantastic. Used to lose them down the back of the bed. <laughs> like little bits of bent cardboard for years. Saying things like oboe and piano yeah. there for years and years. All down the back of the bed when we moved the house. There was some actually under the gripper rod. Uh, Martin says, you know, Timpani, just, you just said, know Max is going to choke against Paul Deal. Come on, Max, don't blow this. Take the ball into the corner, play out for time. Jack, this is TalkSport's Leicester City moment. Last penalty to win it, says Chris. What do you think? Vladimir, shoot. Yeah. No, oh. Vladislav, oh. don't get him wrong. <laughs> that was like a Mark Saggers intro, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. It was. He is 71. 71, and I'm how many out? Six. Six. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I'll go, I'll go, he's 78. He's 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robbed at the last. <laughs> what? It was Devon Locke all over again. What? What? What's, what's the final score, oh, Jeff? So Paul is two out. Max is nine out. Yes. The scores are 42 43. Oh, yeah. And the winner is for the ninth week running, Paul <laughs> Hawksby. Oh. oh. Nine in at all. Vladislav shoot. It's all the sweeter for making it just one, one out. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Well played, brilliant, Paul. Isn't it? Thank you Marvellous, well done. That was brilliant, guessing from both pl- brilliant guessing from both players, it has to be said. We there. do have very, to go because good. the moose awaits. So, boys, thank you ever so much. <laughs> yes. uh, Andy, we'll see, we'll see you tomorrow. Again. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, and gosh. thank you, Jeff. Let's catch guys, up with you next week. Thanks, guys. There we are. There's another birthday. That was close, wasn't it? That what a really game. was. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Very briefly, Sam Matterface has been in touch with his dad, who yeah. says... His dad says, I fitted the blinds in my house, all ten of them. They were brilliant. I measured them, had them made, and fitted them. So it does bring one of the claims to fame into disrepute. Wow, this late okay, stage. Well, that, More that, on we'll, drive we'll, after the Yeah, news that's right. We'll, we'll be sticking with this story, clearly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Max, you're back on Saturday with Charlie, aren't you? I'm, I, I can't you're broken, aren't you? You're broken. I can't do anything but the birthday spread. Yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> it's spent. He had to be led from the studio at the end. Anyway, Andy back tomorrow for the clips of the week and all that. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.